Welcome to SNAP, survivors of narcissistic and abusive personalities. This educational recovery podcast is presented by Claremont Mental Health and Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counsellor. This presentation contains vital information for survivors of abuse. Topics include the spectrum of abusive personalities, targets of abuse, abusive relationships, and survivors in recovery. We hope this information helps you gain solid footing and clarity as you navigate your road to recovery. I'm Mandy Friedman, licensed professional clinical counselor, clinically certified domestic violence counselor, the creator of SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities, and the owner of Claremont Mental Health. Today, I'm here with Jen Reeker. She is a certified professional coach, a SNAP coach who works with Claremont Mental Health, and she helps people along their road to recovery from narcissistic abuse. Jen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your coaching style and what you like the most about being a SNAP coach? Um, so I, um, started coaching about a year ago, um, had training with Mandy for that. And I'm working, as she said, with people that are on their own road to recovery from emotionally abusive situations. Um, my approach is, um, of course, empathetic, holding space for people, um, giving them gentle guidance, um, sometimes maybe a little more of a push when they need it. Uh, but just trying to encourage people to see things clearly for themselves, not convince them of anything or force them to behave in a certain way. So just, you know, presenting things to them maybe from a different perspective that we um, survivors don't usually see. We always look at it from, or we don't always, but we tend to look at it um, in a way that puts us in the wrong. And if you just spin those words a little bit, you see it in a different perspective and also encouraging a lot of um, positive self-talk. Um, again, changing the words we use from I can't, I don't know how to, um, to I'm gonna try or I did the best I could, things like that, so. Mm-hmm. Awesome, and you use, you use elements of the SNAP program um, yes. as part of your foundation for helping people. Yes, absolutely. And which, what part of that do you think has been most helpful for you? Um, I think it's really a lot of learn, learning the terminology because we experience things and maybe we know, you know, that seemed a little strange, but we can't put our finger on why it was strange or have the, the verbiage to explain it. And if you can explain it to yourself and make it make sense to you, then it's easier to process it, uh, accept it, and move past that. So I think it's really helpful to have the um, the terms that we use and the understanding of those terms. Yeah, like because it's not something language. you encounter. Yeah, it's not something you would use in everyday life unless unless you've experienced a situation like this. So most of us are not familiar with these things and what they mean. Which is interesting you bring this up, and I'm going to digress here for just a moment, but when we were doing a little bit of research for this video just now, we ran into something that was funny, interesting, but also really scary and really actually pisses me off. But <laughs> um, we were, we were um, Googling just to see um, you know, what, what other information is out there before we um, decided to record and make some notes and get some ideas together. And someone was on Quora and they were asking the question, 
somebody just said to me that I was gaslighting them. Someone just said to me that I was um, an abuse apologist. And a person responded to that and said, oh yeah, that person has been, what it is, that person's under the influence of social justice warriors and snowflakes. Hmm. So I guess that makes us snowflakes. I guess so. And I'm okay with that. that. Each, one's, each one's individual, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess that also makes us social justice warriors too then, because we and teach people, are people about the yeah. terminology. Yeah. Yeah. And people that don't like that are terming it as a negative. Yeah. But it's not a negative. It's just oh. people are tired of the status quo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're kind of tired of people hurting each other and getting away with it. You know? Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Especially women. Especially women, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I'm happy to claim those titles. In fact, on our uh, in our office on the door we have a social justice safe zone sticker so i guess i'm the social justice warrior and a snowflake i and i kind of think that's a good thing so yeah i think those are both good uh terms i take them as a positive this video is all about abuse apologists and in case you haven't heard this term before what we're referring to are individuals entities groups of people, families, churches um, that defend abusers, that defend abusive people, defend their actions, and they rise to their defense um, and they, they see the perpetrator as being the victim. I have a video called, What is Darvo? I highly recommend to go right and watch that video after this video. Darvo is deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. So basically mm -hmm. what happens is someone is accused of a crime um, and then the, the person who's being accused gets very defensive, twists it around, and then claims that they are now the victim and they're being persecuted by the person who's actually just trying to seek justice for what was done to them. So as part of that system of Darvo, you have people that come to the defense of the abusive people, and this happens all the time. And so Jen and I are going to talk about why they do this, who are they, and just get into it a little bit further. So, oh, and we have Stormy here to help. Do you hate abuse <laughs> apologists? Yes. Do you hate abuse apologists? He does. He can't stand them, right? Those jerks. <laughs> okay, so one reason why somebody would be an abuse apologist is because they're uneducated and you know, thank God. I mean, you kind of feel bad because it's like, if you've lived a life where you don't know this exists, that's a great life. I mean, right. like, you know, like good for you, good for you that you're unaware because that means that your life has been great compared to a lot of other people. Right. Um, so they, they just don't know they've lived a sheltered life. Um, and they maybe have never known anyone, or let's just say, obviously they've known someone, but they've never had an in-depth conversation, a, an intimate, vulnerable conversation where somebody told them, you know, what it's like to have an abuser who acts one way in public and another way at home. 
Um, now there's some abusers that it's just obvious that they are and everyone thinks is a bad guy, but what we're sp specifically talking about is when the abuser is a, is a well-liked individual for the most part. Um, and some examples of that that we came up with were Bill Cosby, Michael Jackson, uh, Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer, OJ Simpson, um, Tom Brokaw, Tom Brokaw, and then there was a um, an ashram yogi, famous famous dude, uh, Bikram Yoga. There's a there's actually a lot of um, documentaries about mm -hmm. all of these guys for the most part. Jeffrey Epstein that you mentioned, um, and the Bikram Yoga guy, he's got a documentary on. Um, Netflix as well. So there's plenty of examples of people who have been well liked. Um, and the people that support them. Also, people who have been sheltered, and they don't realize that it exists, they might acknowledge it exists, but it's kind of like the boogeyman. It's, it's, it's out there, but it's very rare. And it's only there in extreme circumstances. It's the things, you know, the big news. But if it's the neighbor next door, it's like, nah, you know, like if it's a coach that at the school, no way, that guy is too nice. He would never, um, right. you know, so, so they will acknowledge it exists, but not to the degree that it actually exists. And then Jen, you wanted to talk about how that uneducated people in positions of power that affect the targets or the victims or the survivors themselves like in the court system. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's very prevalent in domestic court um, for the abusers to be kind of protected or, or looked at as the victim just because it's been the culture um, for so long. And there's just not the education for the people involved, judges, guardians of litem, even a lot of the... Um, uh, police officers and the, and whatnot that have to get involved with calls to houses and things like that. They just are not educated on the various types of abuse and what a reaction to that may look like. Um, and, you know, the victims are looked at as being hysterical or crazy or overly emotional or so many things instead of just accepting that it is or acknowledging that it is an emotional situation and you're not gonna have a normal response to it instead of you know, dubbing us as crazy or the things that I said. But again, there's just a lack of education there. And if people are acknowledging that there's an issue to certain members of the domestic courts, that aren't educated on this, they think that you're being um, vindictive or you're bitter or, mm -hmm. you know, you're just out to get this person that hurt you. And that's not it at all. You're trying to protect yourself or your family or whatever the case may be. Um, but instead of being acknowledged as the protective person, you're acknowledged as a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And don't forget that psychopathic abusers have a low resting heart rate. They're very duplicitous. They're amazing actors. And so you can be in a court setting and they look completely calm. They're organized with their stuff. They, you know, they, they're even keel. They seem reasonable. And then the person who has endured the abuse is a wreck 
and a mess mm-hmm. and nervous and angry. And it's easy for it to seem like that the one person is mentally unstable while the other one right. is actually the stable parent. Um, right. So yeah, education about this topic needs to happen at all levels of society because they for are sure. everywhere. They're in the churches, they're in yes. the schools, they're in the courts, yes. they're in the hospitals, they're the fucking daycare. Um, they're everywhere, literally, <laughs> and especially where you have, where they have access to people. Um, and those a lot of times are vulnerable individuals. Right. So we all well, need to well, know an emo- And reacting emotionally seems to be something that people just condemn you for instantly. Instead of it, you know, it's, it, you're supposed to be a robot in, in so many areas of the legal system, not just domestic court, but it, we're all human beings with diverse emotions. And of course, you're going to react emotionally and you shouldn't be slighted for that because you do it's right it's just so backwards it doesn't make any sense and even so like thinking back to the Brett Kavanaugh trial or there was an interview with R. Kelly stop eating the microphone Stormy that's not food stop get (laughs) off the microphone cut it out this is the same stuff you're going to get kicked out for no more there you go um, the Brett Kavanaugh trial, the, there was an R. Kelly interview and, um, they get very emotional, very emotional and upset. How dare you, you know, face all twisted up and tears Oh, you know, like incredibly yeah. emotional. And then Dr. Ford sat there and mustered every bit of courage and kept her cool and methodically named facts. And it, it's, it's just ironic. You know, it's just really interesting. That's the whole Darvo thing, but watch that video. Anyhow, okay, so uneducated people are contributing to the problem. Next are the people that think it's normal. And that is so sad. Um, That means that either it's normal because they themselves are abusers and it's normal to them for people to act that way, or because you grew up in a house where everyone was abusing everyone and, and you turned out okay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you though you right. Know? right um so they think that because they themselves endured the abuse that, that they themselves endured abuse and they didn't acknowledge it fix it advocate for themselves go to therapy or anything they stuffed it way down and then they soldiered on through life and so that's what other people should it wasn't that big of a deal yes it was Unless you are also a psychopath who then laughs about your abuse, which is something that happens with psychopaths. They, they, mm-hmm. they think it's like, <laughs> you know, like they, they tripped and fell. So you have people that didn't, didn't and can't acknowledge the abuse that happened to them. And when they choose to rise to the defense of the perpetrator, this affirms their decision to not have addressed these things. It's almost, you know, overcompensating for the fact that they have never spoken about what happened to them and they're ashamed of what happened to them because they never sought help for it. And right. why wouldn't they seek help for it or, or say that it happened? Hmm. What do you think, Jen? Why would someone um, not tell people about what happened to them? Uh, because you're portrayed as the crazy person. Or um, you might suffer some form of vindicate uh, retribution from the abuser, uh, physical, 
more mental, emotional, financial, so many ways that you could be um, abused again, just for telling, telling your side of the story. The shame of, yeah. as we feel allowing this to happen to us, um, it takes a while to, to accept that it happened and not look at it as a shameful thing that we let it happen and more look at it as this is something that happened to me and I'm going to heal and grow from it. Right, exactly. So we understand why these people would not have gone forward to talk about their own abuse. But the part that's puzzling is how full circle this has come. So because you chose um, for and completely understandable reasons that you would have to stuff this down and deny and act like it never happened, but you don't have to be you know, betraying other people that this has happened to just to continue to affirm your own narrative. You're, that's right. all that's happening is that well, I was abused. So, and I'm, I'm fine. So we don't need to be destroying other people's lives. We don't need to be, right. you know, getting attention for ourselves. Like I didn't have to do that. So why do they have to do that? Okay. Well, that's a super low empathy thing. Um, it's also, there's some broken things there that need to be fixed, but right. there's no reason for someone to um, allow other people to continue to be abused just so they feel better about their own abuse. Correct. Okay. Um, okay, the next topic, the next reason is fear. And there's lots of reasons why someone would be afraid, but, and let's just name a few of them. But why would someone be afraid of saying, you know what, I believe you, and I'm going to help you seek justice. I stand by this person who was targeted and who has survived this awful treatment and abuse. You know, what do I lose by standing next to that person? Um, you can lose the security of the group you were initially attached to. Right. Um, it could be protection. It could be financial stability. It could be... Um, just the way that you're known and acknowledged out in the world, looked at as a traitor, so many ways. Right. So celebrity, money, power, gender, right? Because there are certain groups that have more power than others, white mm -hmm. people, rich people, mm -hmm. generally speaking, males, right? So they rich would be white more males, yes. Power, right. If you self-identify as being a woman, you might view men as being more powerful and holding the purse strings and, and calling the shots. And so what mm -hmm. we call this is power via proximity, power via proximity, that someone who is disempowered will seek to um, be near those in power, even if it's voting against their own interests. We've Correct. seen this so much recently. You're voting Correct. against your own interest. Mm -hmm. You supporting an abuser is going to allow people like you to be abused more by people like them. Um, but because we're so fearful of being disempowered, which why would you be afraid of that if it didn't exist, by the way? Well, yeah, you already <laughs> feel the power dynamic is so um, biased or unequal that you're afraid to step away from the higher power and all the protection that it provides you. Exactly. And you see how, how people are trying to fight back and not making any ground. So why would you wanna put yourself through that? Yes, exactly. 
Um, so power via proximity. Um, and then we also use the term flying monkeys, which would be a similar situation where, again, these are people that are loyal beyond logic. Um, you know, they would be somebody who would be the eyes and ears of the abuser, and they might present themselves as being supportive even initially, and then go back and feed information back to the abusive people. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then there's also just generally, um, misplaced loyalty where maybe it's someone they've known a really long time who's being accused and they think that they know this person and they don't realize how duplicitous these individuals can be and they're just right. not willing to um say i was wrong acknowledge you know, that this person has a different side to them than they have ever witnessed before yeah yeah um okay so we had people that are uneducated about the topic People that think it's normal and God, that's so freaking sad. Um, and also there's a lot of fear. Jen and I found a lot of common things that abuse apologists say, um, and we don't have time to go through all of them in great detail. So Jen, could you just fire off like five of the ones that we found while we were doing research? Yep. Yes. So um, he feels awful. Hasn't he suffered enough? You're ruining his life, but he's changed. Be the bigger person. Why didn't you say anything before? I'm not taking sides. It was all so long ago. You're making too big of a deal over this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why didn't you say something sooner? Um, it was such a long time ago. Oh, she's trying to get money because he's rich. So she's a gold mm -hmm. digger. Um, and she just wants attention. And it's so crazy that this has been such a cultural norm for us for so long, because I even find myself having those thoughts occasionally and going, wait a second, <laughs> like, it's almost a knee jerk reaction, because it's just been so ingrained in you, right, that there is this power hierarchy. And that's the way things have always been. Mm -hmm. And when you start to realize that it's not okay, then you just have to like, kind of teach yourself to think differently and see things in a, in a different light. Right. And accepting that this is a reality. And for yeah. some people, it unravels their whole theory of mind. And right. they just can't handle that, and which is understandable. So mm -hmm. abuse, abuse apologists, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. There's a lot of fear there. And also, it isn't normal. This is not normal. Abusing people isn't normal. Putting children in cages and separating them from their family. That's not normal in, in, under any circumstance. So if you find that you're in a position of rising to the defense of people that are being accused of abuse, I, I, I implore you to examine why it is that you instinctively believe the abuser and you don't believe the abused. Okay, if you found this video to be helpful, please do me a favor. I need affirmation too. Therapists also seek affirmation. If you wouldn't mind clicking like and subscribe. And if you would like to see Jen for SNAP coaching, you'll need to email info, I-N-F-O at claremontmentalhealth.care. That's I-N-F-O at Claremont, C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T, mentalhealth.care. Thanks for watching. Bye everybody. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review. 
Find Mandy Friedman, LPCC, CCDVC on YouTube and Facebook. Join the SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at The Official Snap. Thanks for listening.